0: Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you here to recap the weekend. It's always fun. Today, just got Greg here. Where's Matt today? Wow, just got Greg. Just Greg, that's just it. Just Greg. Me and Greg. Wow. I'll carry this thing, though, bro. Please don't do. Worry. Okay. Don't worry, okay. don't worry. Can I slip I'll out then? It.
1: Is it okay? You just want to talk to the people? And, I, I could, mean... <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Matt is enjoying a little vacation this week, so uh, he will not be here today. Okay, good for him. We're glad he can get away. We are. All right, so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Matt. That's right. Hey, uh, we started a brand new series this weekend.
0: We did. Uh, what was the title of it's it? It's a genius move, too. You launch a brand new series on July 4th weekend. That's always a plan. You know, Just can't help where things start. You can't always. <laughs> nope. It was time to start a new series, and here we are. That's right. So, uh, yeah. Going to be a good one.
1: Uh, yeah, what's the, yeah, what's I the think name be of fun. it that
0: you uh, that we landed on? What was it again? Parables I never understood. That's right. Like parables I forgot to remember. And you know. like
1: to share with everybody about the title that Matt wanted to.
0: What you to talking about, Jesus? So you if gotta, you remember different strokes, you got to be old enough to remember that.
1: Which Matt is not, but he still was able to do a throwback. Where he came t- up? Yeah, he's not old <laughs> enough to remember <laughs> no, that he's show. Not.
0: Yeah, but uh, that's that's his title. All
1: right, so uh, people we,
0: will get sick. Hear me say that after about four weeks. So
1: well. Then we'll stop it at three.
0: Uh, we probably won't.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun day. Um, so this week we did the uh, parable uh, The Workers in the Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based out of Matthew's Gospel, there, um, kind of doing that one right there. I was actually talking with somebody uh, this morning. They said, "Yeah, that's one I've never really heard preached on before." And I said, "That's why we're doing it because most I people don't yeah. uh, most people don't talk about some of these parables." And so we got a chance to dive into this one. Why this one? Why 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 this parable? What was it other than other than uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, "Hey, let's do this parable"? What was it about this one right here that really stuck out to you?
0: Well, I do not get a vision from heaven every series yeah, that I mean, this is the one. From for this moment don't it's burst just my bubble. <laughs> something on your heart you know that you think about this one just kind of jumped out as as a good starting point i i had a and i still have on my computer my notes a list of a ton of parables and just passages and i just look through and say yeah i like that i like that yeah this one kind of jumped out first it is just one that immediately ticked me off when i read it sure you I did not understand it I didn't get it Mm -hmm. it seems very unfair right you know and it always kind of seems so unfair and I sort of kind of got it uh, what Jesus was trying to say about the last being first but never really got it until last week yeah for real I mean it's kind of like I was down to I mean, it prayed, it studied, and that's what you do. You put away notes, you put away material, you write your ideas. That's what I do anyway. File them away, put them there, write them on cards, whatever else. And then uh, you hopefully are going to have this eureka moment <laughs> of there it is. Mm-hmm. And I did on Wednesday. And, of course, I had to preach it. I was ready to preach Thursday. But Wednesday, it's like I get it now. Yeah, I get it. The 5 o'clock crew, the guys at the end were the left behind ones Mm -hmm. the most desperate ones the ones who were hurting the ones who likely had not had many jobs you know the ones who very well could have been older and had kids you know um i started to see this this last crew that had really ticked me off before yeah because uh, like we said yesterday uh if you just kind of casually read that parable and don't really dig in, it can really come across that these were lazy bums who were just sitting around doing nothing while everybody else was working. Yeah. But the the really truth of it was they were there trying to find work all day long and yeah. couldn't. So.
1: One of the uh, one of the big uh, turning moments I felt like, uh, as far as the message was concerned, this weekend was when uh, you. Uh, <sighs> you pushed us as the audience to take ourselves out of the position of the uh, first crew that went to work. Because for some odd reason it's so easy for us to just naturally gravitate towards that's us in the story. But you forced us to look at it from the perspective of that we are the five o'clock crew. Um, Why is it, why why do you think it is that we so naturally gravitate towards that we're the ones at the eight o'clock hour who were treated unfairly? Why do you think it's so easy for us to just push ourselves there initially?
0: I don't know. I think it's uh, so easy to look for what would hurt your feelings, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I can only speak for me, but it's easy for me to look at a story and put myself on the side of the good guy, or the one I perceive <laughs> as well, the good guy. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of, when you read a parable, you, you see yourself in it, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought about this, uh, a really good TV show, right? Let's right. say you have a comedy. And there's all kinds of characters in it, crazy people. There'll always be one guy or one girl in the middle that's you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. There'll be a sane person, um, in most of them anyway. There's this sane person in the middle that's dealing with all these characters and is put in all these funny situations. And that person is there for a reason. These people are master storytellers. That person is there to react as you would. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at big TV shows, you know you have a host of characters, but you have one or two normal ones in the middle, and you see it through them. Right. And and it's kind of like uh, we in a story like that, we stick ourselves in one role or the other. Sure. You know, uh, I joked yesterday if anybody put themselves in the landowner, they were trying to be God. But I did have, uh, funny enough, a businessman came to me afterwards, and he said I did think of myself as a person who runs a business. Sure. And the idea was, you know, uh, could I pay my employees that way? Right. And and I, I didn't really get this point across, but the parable is not about a business model. Exactly. You know, yeah. I do believe it can say some things to being generous with employees and yeah. to caring about them and not seeing them as just cogs in the wheel, you know, to get your business done, but to see your businesses also to bless and care for them. But uh, it's not a business model. Right. You know? But then we are one or the other of the workers. We're either the the contract worker or the covenant worker
1: which was another great part that man that i I thought was you know this massive speaking moment to a lot of people that the covenant relationship versus the contract relationship uh you know (laughs) we do not want a contract relationship uh (laughs) with god that's not that's not the kind of relationship that we that we want to have it is that it is that covenant relationship there but then being able to equate that back to uh what I think is easily for us to be able to see is that marriage relationship. You know, your relationship isn't based on the contract. It's based on the covenant, the promises that you make to one another. It's not an, if you do this, I'll do this, but I'm doing this because of how I feel about you. Um, Really powerful in those moments there to be able to share with us uh, really what God was saying to us about that relationship that He wants with us.
0: Yeah, and it's not a... I kind of presented it over the weekend as two things, contract or covenant, contract or covenant. It's not always as clean as that. Sure. It's like in some areas of your marriage or your relationship with God, you could treat it like a contract, you know. I'm gonna do this if you do that. Mm-hmm. If you're good to me, I'll be good to you. If if you let down on yours, that means I can let down on mine. If you go that direction, I can go this direction. That's contract, you know. And we can do the very same with God. Of course, he's never gonna let down yeah. his end because he's covenant he's never going to be contract. He's always covenant. When we're contract, we're shortchanging what the relationship can be, you know, when we treat him that way. I think it's just important for us not to see it so much all or nothing, but to just say in in my relationship with God and in my marriage and my relationships, keep moving towards covenant and trying to to see the contract side of it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I internalize, when I when I think about my motivation. Am I trying to earn something here? Do I have this idea that that I'm gonna earn God's blessing? Right. You know? Yep. Sometimes this is the way it hits me. I don't know about everybody else, but I'll think um, you know the preaching's really gonna go good today and a lot of people are going to get saved because I had a pretty good week. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I didn't lose my temper <laughs> this week. You know I I I I uh, was good on the road, you know. I didn't get mad at anybody. I didn't, uh, you know. And then if I did, let's say I had an argument with Alexa Sunday morning, right? You know, and that can happen to anybody because yeah, it's a sure. busy day. You're getting ready. It probably happens to a ton of people listening. The thought is, if I had an argument with her on the way to church, I'm like, God, God's not going to bless this today, mm. you know? Yeah. And the truth of it is sure, I don't want to have arguments, sure, I want to do better, but His grace uh, works in our lives as we turn those things over to Him, and He blesses. And some weeks, when I've had a terrible week, and I don't mean robbing a bank or having an (laughs) affair, but I mean, uh, when I've had a terrible week, and it's just been tough, and I've really not felt that close to Jesus that week. There's right. some weeks like that. Sure. you know. Some weeks I just feel like, oh, I've been with Jesus every day and I'm so close. And other weeks it's like, oh, I've been so busy, Lord. Sorry we haven't talked this week. It almost feels that way. Um, God moves in some of my worst weeks. You know? Yeah. So it's that kind of mental framework that I need to move away from and move into more covenant. I hope that makes sense to everybody. I think it does. i think trying it, to process it. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I think it also bleeds over into the other aspect that you were you, know, you shared with us about. You know, the, the kingdom of God is based on His grace, not our not our effort. And uh, just personally, I think I think for me, man, when it comes to my salvation, I yes, I, I recognize there, there's nothing that I can do to earn that, and it, it's all about God's grace. However, when I think about God's blessings, uh. I can find myself getting caught up into the fact of that I want to be able to earn God's blessings into my, into my life. And I can, I can lose sight that it is still based, that that is still based on His grace and not, and not necessarily my effort. Uh, you, you, you made it clear that it doesn't mean that we don't keep trying to do good or, or you know, keep trying to do our best at things. But all, of, all that God gives us is still based on His grace.
0: I think there, it's absolutely, you're right. There is truth to the idea that when you are obedient, you open the door for all kind of blessings sure. in your life. And when you're disobedient, you shut those doors. Yep. You know, we believe if you're a generous person, God will be generous with you. Mm-hmm. So if you're blessing people around you, if you're putting God first and blessing people around you, we believe that financial blessing will come into your life because mm-hmm. God supplies those who are generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that. I think it's so easy though to take that into an earning mindset. Yeah. Well, God, I've done this, so you're obligated to do that, you know. And uh, it's just so easy to drift over into that. Which
1: takes it back to the contract. Uh, yeah, deal it can as be as well. a
0: contract deal. I don't, you know, it's one of those things. If, am I, in terms of generosity, am I giving in order to get? Right. Is that why I'm doing this? Mm. Am I doing this in order to? Is it like God's the stock market here? You know with giving and with other things you run into that bit of tension there that you know when you live in a certain way you open the door for god's blessings and live in another kind of way you can close it but it's never an earning thing it's mm-hmm. never that my behavior paid for this right and god now has to do it out of contract i know one of the
1: things in that in that vein that really uh you know, convicted me I, you had shared and I don't remember which service it was you may, may have done it in several of them I just don't remember which ones they were they all tend to blend together at some point in time there uh, but you had you had made the statement about uh people not wanting to receive blessings because they don't feel like that they've that they've earned it and uh and that one and 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 that one kind of hit me uh in the head a little bit there and hit hit me in the heart it's like you know because I, I will I have my natural tendency is that when you know when somebody wants to bless me it's like no no no, no I I didn't, I didn't do anything to, to earn that. I, I, there was nothing that I did. There was no work that I put in, no effort I put in to receive that. So I, I don't want to. Um, but I feel, like, I, I feel like with that statement there, man, God's doing some, doing some work on me in that, uh, that it's still about His grace. Uh, and sometimes God just wants to bless, uh, not for any other reason other than the fact that He, that he loves His kids.
0: Yep. I'm around you enough. I could have told you that.
1: You may have. Boom. No, <laughs> you
0: may, no you I may know have. people like that who, I, I've run into a lot of people like that over the years who are who are givers and who are always giving. You're one of those people. And uh, it's so hard for some of them just to receive, yep. just to be able to say when they get something, thankful, they're always pushing it off. No, 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 no. It may be, I don't need this. There's somebody that needs it more than I do. Well, yeah, it's okay. Uh, God's getting it to you. And you'll be able to get more to them, you know. But but if we're not open to receiving blessing, it's hard for us to to bless if we haven't been blessed, you know. Yeah. When God opens a blessing in your life, you receive it joyfully. Yeah. And uh, then you use it for His kingdom. Very just true. Like everything else.
1: Very true. Um, one of the uh, what I thought as I was as i was listening to the message and then kind of just and i have a tendency to watch people to um kind of watching what god's doing uh, in their lives one of the uh hard-hitting moments it felt like in in the message this weekend uh was when you brought out the idea that in the you know in the kingdom of god in the kingdom of heaven uh, he takes the last and makes them first uh, reminding us and reminding everybody that it that they were chosen uh, by by God, that they got it chosen them just like He chose in the uh, in the last moments in the last hour. He chose those workers there at five o'clock to go and work for one hour and still get the uh, full day's wage. Um, talk to us a little bit about why you feel like it is so important for us to recognize that we have been chosen by God, that He takes the last and He makes them first.
0: There is such in the world today. There are so many people who operate under a I guess I would call it a spirit of rejection, mm-hmm. they live under it. There's a lot of people whose whose parents weren't in their lives, you know? Yep. And uh, they feel like they were cast aside, you know? Say dad was gone or mom was gone or whatever. A lot of times it's dads, mm-hmm. a lot of times um, dad was absent. And you internalize as a child, well, something was wrong with me Because he didn't want me. Right. And you can live the rest of your life with this lie that I was unwanted, you know. Even children who who their parents say things like, You were a surprise, we didn't plan you. Sure. It can come across as, you know, you were an accident. Mm -hmm. You know. And and all kinds of things that kids go through specifically can put on them and get in their young minds this idea that I'm rejected, I'm not wanted, you know. And so many people live with that now, and I just think it's so important to realize, as Christians, God chose us. Yeah. He called us by name. He, by the Holy Spirit, said, "I want you and my family." You know.
1: The uh, the workers that were that were there at still still waiting around, which still kind of blows my mind that you know here they are at five o'clock. There's only one hour left of of work time there, and they're still standing there waiting. Uh, waiting to be chosen, waiting for somebody to give them a chance, waiting for somebody to give them an opportunity to earn an income for their family so that they can they can feed their family, and here it is in this moment, the master comes and chooses the ones that nobody else wanted, um, chooses the ones that everybody that everybody else had looked over at that point in time. Um, that is that is really powerful when you think about that. a hey, God's coming through and regardless of how many times you've been passed over, how many times you've been rejected, God still chooses you. Still chooses me.
0: One of the things um that I want our kids to know is um you know, we talked a lot about we talked about the playground yesterday <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the youth and so many wounds. I want our children and our students to know that they can have a powerful impact in somebody's life by going to that person who's the least, Mm. that person in school that nobody else is talking to. Our kids need to be talking to those people. You know, our our students here, um, our children and our students, I guess we're having a mini staff meeting right here. Evidently we are. but, (laughs) But part of my thought that I'm having sitting here today is, can we train our children at Upward and its families to not be the kid who has it all together that walks by those kids over here right. that feel like they're left out. There was a kid when I was growing up, I remember the story. He was younger than I was, but I remember him. You'd see him riding his bike around a lot. He was kind of a loner. Mm-hmm. He was a bit different, you know. and. Uh, I never took the time to reach out to him. Like I say, he was a bit younger than I was, but uh, you'd see him around the community, just riding his bike, always by himself. And uh, I heard this uh, that that some boys had uh, been picking on him, giving him a hard time, and uh, kind of got him in a situation, and and was were kind of tormenting him about it in a way. I won't go into detail. Sure. But uh, that kid took his life. Mm. I remember it. And uh, I've never forgotten him. Yeah, I thought, you know, his community failed him. Right. You know, he, he obviously had some problems and needed some help. And uh, I just feel like the community there failed him. Right. I'm not trying to put shame and condemnation no. over the whole community, but Sometimes we can kid around with people and have fun at their expense and hurt them deeply. Yep. And there are people out there who are really dealing with some rejection. And can we be the kind of people that just loves them? You know? Hmm. Rejection makes people really ugly too, you know. You ever been around a dog that's been abused? That dog will bite everybody. Right. Because the only thing it's ever received is licks, you know, hits. And so if a human approaches that dog, that dog's gonna snarl. They're human beings the same way. Life has just hit them again and again and again. And I know they have some responsibility in this. But life's hit them again and again. And so they are preempting rejection by rejecting everybody, you know. Before, first. Before. It's a preemptive strike. I'm going to reject you before you do me. So they're just angry. If we would just slow down sometimes and let the Holy Spirit work through us to see what people are really going through. Hmm. I wish, uh, I do this from time to time. It, it's, I don't want to say it's a game, but uh, it's just something I do from time to time. I'll be in a grocery store and uh, I'll just walk down the aisles and in my heart, I'll be like, Holy Spirit, just help me to see what they're going through. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to portray myself as some kind of saint that always is in this, no. But sometimes I'm just like, God, you're here today. You live in me, right. help me see. If you ask God to do that, He will. Right. He's not a respecter of persons. Sometimes you'll see stuff that you just don't like. You know, you'll see stuff, you'll see hurt that's Mm -hmm. in them. If you look in a person's eyes enough, you can see it by the Holy Spirit. You can see some hurt in there. You may not always know exactly what it is. Sometimes God will reveal to you what it is. You know? So we need to be out there caring for these people, even as we struggle with those things.
1: Let us be the kind of people who helps bring. The last Absolutely. to be first. Absolutely. To help be people who bring healing and wholeness. And
0: uh, yeah, that sounds good. You know, a big sign on the wall over there says transforming our community. We look at it every time we're doing this podcast, building his church, transforming our community. One of the ways we can do that is each of us reach out to somebody that's the least. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Well, thank y'all. It's been good to be together today. Love y'all and I appreciate you being a part of this podcast. We'll see you next time.